Thoughts on Workers Speak Extra. Let's listen in while U.S. Congressman Mark Vesey addresses a group of labor activists. First of all, <clears throat> I don't think Mark needs a lot of introduction. Two of the things that I know Mark is very fond of is the senior citizens and the veterans. Mark was a Texas rep from 2004 to 2012, 2012 until the present. He's been a representative in DC and a very good one. He believes it is important for the people of the Texas 33rd Congressional District to know his legislative record and where he stands on the issues. As a member of the US House of Representatives, Congressman Visa is committed to creating jobs, encouraging economic growth, improving public education, supporting the passage of comprehensive immigration reform, promoting health, wellness, and ensuring access to quality health care. At this time, I would like for you to let Mark will give us all an update on what's going on in Washington. He's got to go back to Washington uh, probably tomorrow or Monday. Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Oh, okay. Yep. Be safe now. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. All I'm, right, I'm, Mark Lewis, thank you very much. And I'm definitely being safe. And I want to encourage all of y'all to continue to be safe too. I don't want the, the news of the vaccine to make people think that they can stop being safe. Even with this vaccine being rolled out, we still need to socially distance. We still need to wear a mask until we can reach that point to where we have herd immunity and the virus finally runs out of host. And, you know, and even with that, you know, there's going to be mutations that are going to occur, you know, before we reach that point. And we just need to stay steadfast. I think that we're almost there. But please, please, everybody continue to be safe. We've lost a lot of good people. We have lost a lot of, lot of good people. We just lost an esteemed educator here in Fort Worth just a couple of days ago to COVID-19. Just so, so many people. And, and, and we need to stay safe because we have a lot of battles that we uh, need to continue to fight. I don't know what's going to happen in the Georgia Senate race, but y'all saw the issues that we had in getting those COVID relief bills passed out and the Republicans, you know, wanting to, you know, give $400 checks. You know, we had to, to fight just to get the 600. Mitch McConnell wanted the $400 checks. You, you can see what's at stake and you know that, that if they can, that they will make it to where Biden just won't be successful for the next four years. If they can, if they can figure out a way how to hold on to the Senate these next for these next two years. We also, you know, saw what Trump did with a Republican Senate and and with him controlling the White House. They stacked the courts. And so all of those things are going to be important to us because so many of those decisions, and many of you have been on the front lines of those decisions, and so have your nationals. Uh, a lot of them deal with rights surrounding workers, you know, things like, you know, paycheck, uh, protection, you know, different things like that, that we believe in, like collective bargaining, you know, states being able to water down the rights of workers all around the country. We need to make sure that we can have that the legislative muscle needed so we can start appointing some people to these courts and so we can really turn back a lot of the damage that Trump has done. I think that Biden's going to be able to uh, loosen up some things through executive orders that that Trump has done. He'll be able to to rescind some of those executive orders. But there are going to be there's going to be a lot of things around workers rights in this 
uh, country that uh, simply are going to take legislative solutions and legislative fixes. We had some great wins in the House this past time. We just weren't able to get them through the Senate. And that's really going to be key, especially with the narrow majority that we have uh, in the House right now. Things are going to be better, of course. And, and I do think that, that we're going to continue to be able to get some great things passed out of the House. It's just going to be more difficult if we don't have that, the Democrats in control of the Senate. And we do have a lot at stake. I have to tell you, it's so important that we keep that money flowing while we're under COVID-19, that we keep these packages flowing. PPP for our small businesses, the stimulus checks, the unemployment insurance, the increased SNAP benefits. A lot of people don't realize it because rents in Dallas still aren't astronomically high like they are in New York or San Francisco or Los Angeles, but rents here are still pretty high. And we were able to get rental assistance in this last stimulus bill that, that was just voted out. And we're going to need to, to, to continue that. We don't want to fall further into any sort of economic calamity between now and having enough people inoculated to where we can go back to, to normal. And so getting these packages pushed out, getting them passed, keeping our businesses afloat, our small businesses. It, it takes so long to, for a small business to even open up and for it to be profitable enough to where people feel like they can spend some discretionary income out in the communities. That's going to be, that's going to be key. Uh, I think for a lot of our union workers here, one of the things that we were able to get in this last COVID package was some help for our airlines. For Dallas-Fort Worth, that's that's huge. That's big for Dallas-Fort Worth and for labor. I mean, we have 30,000 people that work at, at American Airlines and Love Field, a majority of which are labor employees. And have those airlines had to, to, to furlough lots of people here in the Metroplex? I mean, we, you have to think about it this way. People always were saying, oh, it's a bailout for the airlines, a bailout for the airlines. It's not a bailout for the airlines. It's it's helping out the people that are the union employees at those airlines. And those employees, their dollars go a long way. You know, that guy that is out there with Transport Workers Union that's that's loading that luggage onto those planes at American Airlines, when that guy gets off of work, or before he's coming into work, he may stop at the local donut shop to pick up a couple of kolaches and a cup of coffee. He may go to the local hardware store so he can work on his house because people are doing much more at-home projects now because of COVID-19, so we can't go out. And so that transport workers check, again, those employees, those 20,000 at American and those 10,000 at Love Field, Southwest Airlines, those union checks, they go to the local cleaners. Those union checks go to the local donut shop. Those union checks go to the local hardware store. Those union checks go to support many small mom and pop businesses. And without them, when, when we lose those businesses, once we get past COVID-19, the more businesses, small businesses that shut down, because remember, small businesses that are the majority of businesses in America, it's not large businesses. And so when those small businesses shut down, and trying to get them back on track and get them reopened, it's going to put economic recovery further off in a post-COVID-19 world. And so that's why we have to get these packages out. It's going to be the most important thing that we do over the next year. We need to make sure that we do, are, are, are in a position to keep these stimulus packages moving and, we, and that we're helping our new president come January the 20th, 2021, do whatever we need in order to make sure 
that that we can ramp up production of the vaccine and that the 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 protocols and apparatus are putting and put in place to where we can speed up people being inoculated because that uh, ultimately is what's going to help us uh, get back to quote unquote normal. And don't get me wrong, there are other fights out, out there that that we're going to have to take on. We need to pass an immigration reform bill. I think that that's pretty pretty obvious to to everybody. We need to pass an infrastructure bill. We need to make sure that, that that we are investing in our local infrastructure, whether it be at our airports, whether it be for light rail, commuter rail, whether it be for new roads. I know that you know one of the big complaints that I get around here is these managed lanes because they're, they're, it seems like they're everywhere now. But remember, we're a donor state, and so and and we haven't indexed the gas tax here since 1991, 1993. And so not only that, we have to give the gas tax that we collect here in Texas, we have to give some of that money to other states so they can pay for their infrastructure. And so we need the federal government to help states like ours that are growing so we can be able to pay for the uh, growth that we're experiencing here. We're, we're going to, we added a million new people, over a million people here in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex, according to the early preliminary census numbers. And that's just going to continue to grow and grow and grow even more. And so in addition to the to the COVID related packages that I talked about, as you can see, we ha we have our work cut out cut out for us when it comes uh, to some non COVID things too. And so we're going to be trying to be as safe uh, as possible. You know, I wear my mask uh, everywhere that I go and try to socially distance as, as, as much as I possibly can. But I think that we're we're I don't want to say we're almost there, but we're getting there. We just have to have some patience as we move through 2021. And in the meantime, I just hope each and every one of you stay safe uh, with your families because uh, this virus is, is very, very real. And we need as many uh, Democrats and people on this call staying in the fight for as long as we can. Because even though we have a, a Democratic president now in Biden who's going to do a, a great job, we still are going to have a lot of battles out there that that we need to fight and it's going to take all hands on deck so y'all definitely stay safe yeah i muted everybody while mark was talking so unmute yourself when you get ready to talk or ask a question thanks for the comments gene i am very tired of hearing all this talk about who is tougher on china the long-range interests of the united states and china are both for a prosperous peaceful world I think we've got to find a way to work together and cooperate with China in yeah. those interests. Yeah, you know, I think that you're right. You know, there are some complexities with the relationship. You know, China is definitely a right. We're already a a, a superpower, and China is a super or, or, or is a superpower too, with with a lot of you know with nuclear weapons and with a large military. But the difference between them and us is that they're also a, a rising power. They still have a lot of poverty in that country. They still have a lot of undeveloped communities and, 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 and neighborhoods and what have you in that country. And so they're still trying to, to, to grow and develop in many areas. And so they see us as their main competition. And so they're going to continue to, to do things that are going to be beneficial to them. And some of those things will help us in the areas of trade and, and in other areas, but they're also going to do things to try to slow us down. And I think that if we can have a good relationship with them, we obviously need to. I know that 
you know, one of the things that 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 Gavin Newsom talked about is that he wanted there to be no new, no internal combustible engine vehicles built or sold new internal combustion vehicles built in California in 2030, that he wanted them to all be electric. And what I always remind people of is that electric vehicles take something called rare earths, rare earth metals, and we only have one mine in the entire country for these rare earths. And so we have to rely on China for a lot of these rare earths that are that are necessary components to be able to have the vehicles that go into the electric, I'm sorry, the, the necessary components that go into the batteries of electric vehicles. And so without these components, we can't ramp up and have and sell that many electric vehicles. You have to have the components for the batteries to be able to do that. We don't have that right now in the United States. We have one mine uh, for these rare earths, but guess what? Trying to build another mine, mining is dirty. You talk about environment, things that are environmentally dirty, mining is dirty. And, and so, you know, are we going to continue to, you know, rely on the Chinese? And Morris, if we do, what you're saying is absolutely correct. We need to have a good relationship with us, with them, so we, so we can continue to get these rare earths, so we can build the components for these, for these batteries, so we can have more electric vehicles, right? Because that's something that a lot of people want. But at the same time, if they're a rising power and they're trying to ascend and they want to be above us, are they going to give us the, 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 the components necessary to continue to build these batteries when they're probably thinking in the back of their mind, hey, we can displace the big three in Detroit. Why are we gonna why are we gonna continue to help the Americans and give them give them these rare earths when we can become the dominant car builders in the world? And so that's that's the complexity of the of the relationship and, and why it's 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 so difficult is because yes, we need to be able to work with them, but you have to understand the way that they the way that they're seeing it. They're seeing it as that they want to catch up with us and that not only they will they want to catch up, they want to surpass. And car manufacturing is going to be one of those areas. They would love to put Detroit out of business. This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra. We've been listening to Congressman Mark Vesey speaking to a group of labor activists. 